Matthew 16, verse 13. Let's turn there together. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? There's a theme in our church right now. We're using this a lot. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, some others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of John, sorry, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Simon Peter, trained from birth to wait for Messiah, trained in the law, understood culture. And when he said Messiah, it means a lot different than when I say Messiah. And yet he said, you are the Messiah. In the midst of the most hostile time where people were just, the the occupation was taking place, Romans were everywhere, they had lost their identity, and people were desperately wanting Messiah, but they didn't want that one. And I met a lot of people who desperately want a Savior, but they don't want Jesus. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for... This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm going to read it to you from a paraphrase. Here we go. When Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the Son of Man? Who do they believe I am? They answered, some are convinced that you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or even one of the prophets. But you, who do you say I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon or Simeon, son of Jonah, for you did not discover this on your own, but my father in heaven supernaturally revealed it to you. How many remember the day the lights went on? And all of a sudden, Jesus was the king of kings, and Jesus was the only way, and Jesus was the way you needed to go. That's what happened. Peter, the lights went on. He started having revelation. And I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this is the truth of who I am. Will be, the truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I build my church. On this revelation, I'm going to build my church. My church. Somebody say church. Say church. Say ecclesia. It's the first place Jesus uses the word church. And I will build my church. I've met people who say, I love Christian, I love Jesus, but I hate church. It's impossible to love Jesus and hate what he loves. There is no plan B. And I will build my church. And that word ecclesia was a gathering of set apart decision makers who would gather together as a council to make decisions in a city. This was not a word new to church. This was a word culturally kind of used already, and they understood that. That's why there's some significance in the fact that we talk about, Jesus is talking about gates of hell. The gates of hell were where the council meetings would take place. How many of you understand this morning that hell has an assignment against you and your family and this city and this church? They are hatching up legislation among their council, but Jesus said, I will build my council and stand it right in front of the gates of their council, and we will have a counteraction. We will overcome everything that they try to devise and legislate on this earth. Our job as the body of Christ is to come, hear what heaven is saying, and say no in Jesus' name. The gates of hell will not prevail. The council, the place where they meet, the place where the devil and his minions 
meet. He said, I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be overpowering to it. It will not be able to overpower it. And I give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth what is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth what is released in heaven. Somebody today say this with me, kingdom authority. Kingdom authority, I'm going to define it this way today, is the divinely delegated right, if you're filling in your notes, that's the first one, divinely delegated right and responsibility, which may be misspelled. Spell it with an I, not an A. Spell check didn't catch it, but I caught it. (laughs) The divinely delegated right and responsibility for born-again believers to act on God's behalf. How many of you know when you were born again, you were born into the kingdom, and now you have a king, but he's also your dad? Next time the devil tries to lie to you, you need to stand up and say, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? The divinely delegated right and responsibility for born-again believers to act on God's behalf and spiritually legislating on earth while staying firmly positioned under the lordship of Jesus Christ. We stay under Jesus. He lords over us, but we legislate what's happening in heaven to earth. In the same way, we are literally counteracting what the enemy's saying to the city right now. What the enemy's saying and lying to people right now. There are people in this room, you walked in here, you've never been in a church like this. Welcome home. Join with us. We're winning. Our battle is not against mindset and church preferences. Our battle is against the enemy. Come on. He's given us. Our lives don't just have significance. Your life is not just significant. Your life has eternal significance. We have been given the keys to unlock prison doors and introduce people to Jesus. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Turn there with me. 18, 19, 20. Here we go. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us, gave us, say gave me, the ministry of reconciliation. He ministered reconciliation and then said, now you go and be a minister of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. How many of you know what a, an ambassador is? Right? How many know what an embassy is? How many of you have had to use an embassy before in a foreign country? Anybody had to use an embassy? A Canadian embassy back there? That means you've got to go find a little piece of Canada, if you're from Canada, in some other place. So that you can let Canada be your boss rather than the country you're in. Come on. I know that's really a lame definition, but like, really, that's what the, that's what the embassy's there for. I got to get to the embassy because I, I want to answer to them. Like when somebody bosses everybody around, there's always that mom in the playground that's bossing everybody around. There's always that kid that's like, I'm not listening to her. I'm going to find my mom. <laughs> Try being a youth pastor. 80 kids who want to go find their mom all the time. Not these ones, though. They're super cool. An ambassador. We are his ambassadors, and we have an embassy. Are you with me still? I'm loading. I'm going to offload onto you guys, and then you can go home, study it, eat the leftovers all week. All right. 
Here we go. When we were born into the family of God, we were given the job of operating as the embassy of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We have kingdom authority. We are not from here, but we are established here for the purpose of doing the work of God. And maybe one of the things we need to remind ourselves this morning, if you've been feeling like you're under it a little bit lately, maybe it's because you've forgotten that you have a place that you belong to and you've started to try to belong outside and rule outside with rules that don't apply to you. Living with a culture that doesn't apply to you. Living with a language that doesn't apply to you. That you honestly have given the, you're giving all the authority and power over to the culture around you and trying to find your fulfillment in that. And guess what? They're not your dad. So he's made us ambassadors. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. So kingdom authority, say kingdom authority, come on, has been specifically given to the church, the ecclesia, the gathering, the set-apart ones. You are the set-apart ones if you're a follower of Jesus. He's given that authority to the church. Jesus is building this church so that we can legislate from the heavenly realm. Our job is to bring what is happening, what is being said, what is being thought, from heaven or in heaven and bring it to earth. You say, I don't like all this stuff. It's way out there. I can't handle it. I think this guy's way out there. He's pushing too hard on all these ideas. Listen, Jesus himself said, this is how you should pray. You ready? Let's do it together. Our Father. That's what he asked us to do. That's why he spent so much time before he ascended letting everybody understand just the depths of what that statement meant. On earth as it is in heaven. On earth. I I see it very significant because after that they go and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They spill out. Salvation starts to go out not just to the Jews but to the Gentiles. Everybody in the world receives. And on top of that, signs, wonders, and miracles happen frequently at the hands of those who preach the gospel. Signs followed them everywhere they went, proving that Jesus was alive and that Jesus is God. People in this community need us to remember who we are today. People in your relationship circle need to know who you really are, not as the person who grew up in this town and graduated in 1992. They need to know the follower of Jesus who understands their kingdom authority and is here to set them free and to bring them reconciliation to God and to bring them freedom from pain and to bring them healing from their heart wounds and to help them to forgive those who have wronged them and to set them actually free now rather than just when they go to heaven. They want freedom now. They need freedom. We need it. The church Jesus is building has received multiple keys. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. This is one of the things I want to bring out today. When you are kingdom and you are you kingdom minded church, you understand that the keys were given where? Jesus starts with saying, Peter, who do you say that I am? He says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, on this I will build, this revelation, I will build my church. And then he goes on to say, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. So who has custody of the keys of the kingdom? The church. You don't, don't get, <laughs> one preacher said this way, you don't get your own key ring. You access the keys of the kingdom through and in unity in the church. He gave them to the church. And he told the church that what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven, binding and loosing. 
Do you understand something this morning that when you put a key in some doors, you're going to have to turn it the right way in order for the lock to open up? And so many people are walking around with a form of godliness, turning the key the wrong way and being frustrated that God isn't doing what they're asking him to do when they need to learn what is he asking of us under his lordship. Are we in unity? Do we understand the power and destiny on us to carry the kingdom instead of just, Lord, help me get this new car? Do you want to beat up the enemy's assignment on your life? Do you want to set people free? Do you want to stop seeing things come under his attack and his authority? Do you want to stop fighting the same battle every day? We have to access the keys of the kingdom. The gifts of the Holy Spirit were given to the body of Christ to operate like keys. They are more powerful than the plans and power moves of the gates of hell. We do not have our own keys. The body of Christ has the keys. And they only work when they're turned the right way. They work in the hands of the unified body of Christ. Binding and loosing is a specific authority given to the church. You belong to a church. God has given this authority to us. He's given this authority to us. But we do the binding. And we need to do the loosing. I think too many of us are waiting for someone else to bind it or to loose it. How many of you in this place have had all you can take of watching the enemy tear your kids down? How many of you have had all you can take watching the enemy tear your school down? Tear this community down? How many of you were up in the middle of the night under attack tonight, last night? And you fought through? I want to shift something in your mind this morning as we wrap up. Our job Jesus said he came to destroy the works of the enemy. And our job is to destroy the works of the enemy. Our job is to destroy the works of the enemy. So can I leave you with this main takeaway? Stop trying to survive something you were called to. To destroy. Stop trying to survive something you were called to destroy. Stop trying to survive something you were called to destroy. I'm going to say it again. Stop trying to just survive. Oh God, help them not to come near me anymore. Oh, the boogeyman. Stop trying just to survive what God has called you to destroy. The lies of the enemy. The you could nevers. 
the if you do that, then this will happen. They will never come to Jesus's, those ones. I prayed already and I didn't get healed. See, I'm plural on the end of these because we do them lots and lots of times. The fears and the doubts and the anxious thoughts. Stop trying to survive what we were called to destroy. This church is meant to destroy the works of the enemy. That is our job. That is why we are here. We are called to destroy the works of the enemy. So how are you living in this way? That's why we say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? So that you can feel good about yourself? So that you can feel empowered all the time when you walk around and do nothing? Listen, power is for going out and doing something. Power is for operating. Power is for, it's for succeeding. It's for going forward. It's for pushing on. It's for advancing. The kingdom of God is advancing. It's not diminishing. It's not decreasing. How many believe that Jesus, the preeminence of Jesus matters? He's more powerful than the enemy. Does anybody believe that this morning? He's more powerful than the enemy. This is his desire for us. Like honestly, when was the last time the devil touched you and lost some of his fingertips? When was the last time the devil touched you and went, whoa, what's all over? Ugh, what is that? Oh, it's Jesus. Let's go bother somebody else. Right? When was the last time that the enemy came against you and then fled because of what you were carrying? When was the last time you woke up in the morning and said, oh God, keep me from everything that would ever be out there to cause me harm or pain or worry or any of those things and said, go, Lord, show me which one you want me to kill first. Show me which lie I'm going to cut down first. Show me which lie I'm going to destroy first. Show me who we're going to set free. Show me the chains I'm going to break this morning, Lord. Like, I, I seriously go to Walmart looking for you. Because I feel like I'm on a freedom mission. Buying salt and vinegar chips and bringing the power of God everywhere I go. Kingdom of heaven is here. Come on. There needs to be a shift in our minds right now that we are not going to do church the way we've done it till now. We are ready to take it up a notch and that the kingdom of God is advancing in kingdom authority. And so you bind and you loose. Now listen, what is binding and loosing? Binding and loosing. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about binding and loosing a couple different ways. One, the Hebrew context of binding and loosing was they would be either bound to the law or loose from the law. It means you got to st stick it out or you, gotta, you, you don't have to. You're absolved. You get, so like Jesus saying, go ahead and pick heads of grain was like he loosed them. He let them out from that law. Now listen, that's one way to look at it. But in the context of the gates of hell, Jesus said, I will build my church. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. And where is he going to build it? Directly opposite hell. Right there. On the five yard line. Come on. By the way, my wife told me, <laughs> she told me, honey, next time you hear me say, I'm going to be five minutes. Don't think of it like your five minutes. Think of it like there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter and both teams have all their timeouts. <laughs> right? 
We have been given kingdom authority, and because of this authority, the goal is not to survive hell or the attacks of hell, but it's to destroy hell. Our job is to destroy the works of the evil one. This purpose was given to us by Jesus himself when he established the church right opposite the gates of hell. Stop trying to survive something you're supposed to destroy. Now listen, here's what we need to remember. When we bind and loose, binding is keeping something out, and loosing is kicking something out. Did you know that the enemy has an assignment? He's prowling around and you can bind him. You can keep him out. You can't stop him from prowling, but you can stop him from having a seat at your table. And once you realize that the devil's just always going to be there, and the ghost in the darkness, going to try to do his thing. Every time you realize he's just prowling around, he has the authority to do that at this stage, but he does not have the authority to have a seat at your table Demonic oppression and possession takes place when we cooperate. Secondly, if you just by some way ended up here this morning and realized you've got demonic control in your life because you invited it in or because you got there, can I tell you right now, whatever is bound, you can keep it out, in, on earth is bound in heaven and whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. I believe that this morning there is enough authority in this place to kick out every demon from every person in this place. To kick out every spirit, every lie, every opposition, every everything that would come against you. There's power in this place to kick that out right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever is bound is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed is loosed in heaven. And so we can do that this morning. So if you're in this place, under the sound of my voice, I'm not going to ask you to expose yourself. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or stand up. But what I am going to ask you is put your hand on your heart. If there's an area of your life you feel has gotten access to your life and it has trapped you. You're trapped and you need to be set free. I believe by the time you walk out this door today, you are going to be set free from this demonic power. And aren't you glad that the keys of the kingdom were given to the church, not to Pastor Brandon? Come on. They were given to the church, not to Pastor Lindsay only, they were given to this church. In the name of Jesus, we step into the authority as a body right now. Come on, all over this room right now, pray for those. There's many hands on hearts right now in this place. Many people have their hands on. Those who are intercessors, just start to pray. Those who are believing God, just start to pray. There are many hands on hearts today saying, I need to be set free. I feel like something gained access. Right now, in the powerful, matchless name of Jesus, we come under the lordship of Jesus right now as a church. We come under, again, we reaffirm that. We reaffirm that we are coming under. And every lying spirit right now under the sound of my voice. As I speak, I speak as a representative for Oasis City Church body that has been given keys and has been given kingdom authority. Right now, in the matchless name of Jesus. Loose them and let them go right now. You lying spirit, I command you to go now in Jesus' name. Right now. Stop speaking. Stop lying. Stop whispering. You're silenced now in Jesus' name. And now the voice of the Father 
now that that has been kicked out of your heart, now it's been kicked out of your life, out of, your, out of the way you do life, now that that attitude, that action, that spirit, now that mindset has been broken. We invite you now. I want you all over this place. One of the reasons you'll know that you are free is if you can pray this with me. Holy Spirit, come and fill every place that was just vacated right now in my life. Fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. If you're beside someone who's praying right now, just put your hand on their shoulder. Say, Holy Spirit, come and fill them, fill them, fill them, overflow. Now we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and permeate every area, every nook, every cranny, every secret closet, every secret drawer, every secret drawer. Right now I see a secret drawer. Somebody's keeping something that they've been bound to for years in a drawer. That secret drawer is broken right now. That secret drawer is broken. And now we say every secret space, every secret place, every secret place, every private browsing record, every, every, every secret stash, every place right now be broken now in Jesus' name. Be exposed. Be exposed and unearthed. And Lord, you would fill now that that control has been broken right now. Control has been broken. Why has the control been broken? Because the body of Christ is standing right now with you, with you. Your church is standing with you right now in kingdom authority, with you right now to say, We bind these things that have been coming at you and keep them away. We kick them away. We loose those things. We kick them out of you right now. We kick them out right now. Be free in Jesus' name and be filled with the Spirit instead. Be possessed by the Holy Spirit right now. Every area that's been possessed by the enemy, every area that's been oppressed by the enemy, everywhere that's been punished by the enemy right now will be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Be set free in Jesus' name. If you're in this place and you have not given your life to Jesus, but you know that that's your next step, I want to remind you of this. This is who you're giving your life to. The sinless one. God, initiating love, sent his only son, Jesus, to the world to live a sinless life. And even though he lived a sinless life, he died for the sins of everyone else. He died the most brutal death, shredded on the cross, but rose again. He did not come short He did not quit early. He did not stop before the battle was won. And the battle he won was for your freedom. The battle he won was so that everyone, Jew and Gentile, could be in the kingdom that he wants us in. Could learn to do life the way he wants us to do it. Died a sinless life, rose again three days later, and like we've been studying, spent days explaining the kingdom to eyewitnesses who saw him alive. Repent of your sins, meaning you are off target. Repent's like an archery term. It's like a sin is like an archery term. I mean, it's like missing the mark. So we, we, we realize we can't hit the bullseye of the bullseye on our own. Some of you are pretty good people, but you're not that good. How many are thankful that even though we couldn't hit the bullseye of the bullseye, he still came? Come on, repent. Believe in your heart that Jesus is the King of Kings and the only way to be saved. Change your thinking from being one that thought, I will make my own way, I did it my way, to being, I'm going to do it your way, God. Be king of my life and be saved. Receive the gift of salvation this morning and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, making you alive on the inside. I'll leave you with this thought. If that's you, would you please fill out a card and let us know you gave your life to Jesus. And if you need to be baptized, that's your next step after becoming a follower of Jesus. We get baptized to show people we're followers of Jesus. You might have picked up that I'm walking with a little bit of an edge today. 
think it's time for our church to become just a little bit more militant but not about political structures not about the price of gas (laughs) not about the government I think it's time for the church to become just a little bit more militant, not about anything to do with the kingdom of this earth, but instead to wake up in the morning with the power of God and a desire to go destroy hell somewhere. That's our job.